0: rescue radio because there's a war for your soul
1: good morning Blessings. Let's pray. Actually, it's probably evening where you might be as well. So, Father, we thank you for peace. We thank you for the presence and the power of your love, your promises, your protection over us in this very um, dangerous place called earth in our lives. We give you praise for the messes in our lives, actually, Lord God. You said, in everything, give thanks. So whether we're sick or well, whether we're being blessed and prospering or uh, in distress and, and fear, we praise you right, right now and we give you thanks because that is what your word says and that brings health, that brings help and hope. So, Father, thank you again for your truth that sets us free. Thank you, Jesus. You said you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Thank you for love, which also heals us, Lord God, when we are in that place of safety and security, and we know that we are loved, we know we're good, we know we're accepted by you, Lord God, then all is well with my soul. And I thank you for giving us understanding, eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive and understand this uh, teaching today, this revelation from your word Uh, This instruction and I pray that uh, all the enemies work of darkness, death, destruction, disease, dysfunction, physical ailments, Father God, that these things will come under the counsel and the authority of Jesus Christ right now and submit to him that these operations and activities in our physical bodies will no longer be able to be used by the enemy to control us. I thank you for healing, divine healing each and every for each and every member and the members of our bodies as we listen to this show today that you will bring miraculous healings. I thank you for the word of truth, the word of knowledge, and I thank you for the divine promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting our families, those who work for us, pray for us, love us, and the many that have come to us for help, Lord God, that you'd give encouragement and answers to prayer this very day, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey,
1: so we're kind of switching gears here a little bit in, uh, you know, moving more into a practical kind of arena with, um, you know, the physical health of the body and things like that and how so many mer- people are sick these days. And um, so when we're sick and anxious and feel stressful and stressed and overwhelmed, it's just really hard to be very super spiritual, isn't it?
0: Well, a lot of uh, physical diseases, most of them, I think, are based on fear.
1: Well, I believe that there's a spiritual root to every physical. There's a spiritual
0: root to all physical diseases. Yeah. And when we talk about fear and anxiety... You know, that came in right with Adam and Eve. Right. After they had disobeyed, they hid from God. Mm-hmm. They said they were afraid and yeah. they hid themselves. And they were ashamed. And and fear is just... Rampant. Rampant. It, it's just laced well, the whole human race.
1: Actually, fear is the opposite of love. And since Satan rules this place and he is the God of fear, he could be called the God of fear, um, he's the opposite of love. The, the love of God, the, the peace of God, the protection of God. Um, is hard to be found in this world of fear and this snake pit. I'm thinking of a scripture as we begin here in First Thessalonians. It says, "Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and make your whole spirit, soul, and body may I'm sorry, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." Now, there's a lot of a lot in that verse right there. Even the fact that we are anticipating the return of Jesus Christ and in these very troublesome times where everything is absolutely being unraveled and revealed and dug up and uh, and, and, and it's just scary out there if you want to look at it that way, that... God is wanting to bring us to the place and keep us in the place of peace and to sanctify us. That means set us apart, make us holy, make us invincible, make us unaffected by the things of this world through his love, through his um, preservation, that we will not be afraid. We will not feel guilty. Um, he says "Preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't live in this world with a uh, lots of guilt and fear and condemnation, uh, so he says, confess your sins, trust in me, and I will help you. But many times, just switching to a more practical arena and level, when we go to the doctor, a lot of times, you know, you're feeling not well, something's not right, you're looking for a diagnosis to, to kind of give you some idea of what is going on in your body that you're experiencing dysfunctions and disease or pain. A lot of times the doctor will say it's stress, it's, it's stress. And he's right. It's stress. It's all basically stress that comes from living in this very distressful and in ju- unjust world where nothing is fair, nothing is right, and everything basically that's told to us is a lie. So your little spiritual being is going to be obviously stressed and distressed. And so the, 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 the doctor says, well, it's stress. Here's a pill. Um, but a pill cannot heal stress.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's simply a a Band-Aid, and I mean, medical people are trained in certain Mm -hmm. ways. They're trained to use surgery, drugs, that sort of thing, but there are roots to these things. They they just basically are dealing with symptoms, but Mm -hmm. you have to go deeper than the physical and the emotional into their spiritual roots, their spiritual forces at work that have brought about uh, uh, that are at the root of these various diseases. Well, that's right. The spiritual
1: forces um, are real, and a lot of people deny them and don't believe there is a devil or a demonic world or that this is a conspiracy. But the truth is, the very truth, we go back to the truth. Jesus said, the truth sets you free. So you have to start with the truth foundation, and the truth foundation for us as beings is that we are made of three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And so all three parts need to be attended to. The body, which is the physical members that work to create harmony within your physical man so that you can feel good enough to be spiritual, to be to, to be uh, effective for the kingdom of God. But if Satan can take you out at that level of health, then he's pretty much got you tied down and, and going nowhere. So we're made up of body, soul, and spirit. So the body carries is a carrier is the house is the vehicle that carries the soul and the spirit but the interesting thing and the most important thing to understand is they're very intrinsically and inseparably connected so uh because we know this when the soul departs from the body the body dies so there are connections here that have to be maintained and in health so that we can be uh, alert alive and energized uh, uh, excited uh, to live this life. Many people deplete are depleted. They're, they have no more energy. Their adrenal glands are shot and they just want to die. They just are looking for a quick fix and easy out and God, please come and take me home kind of thing. Even even believers are, are extremely stressed and sick and oppre, oppressed and attacked, I believe. So remembering there's body, soul and spirit. So if you go to the doctor, um, you're going to get your body looked at. If you go to the psychologist, you're going to get your soul looked at, but if you if you want all three looked at you're going to have to go to the Lord because a two thirds healing is not a healing if you have two thirds of your uh, tire uh, your round tire <laughs> working and you have a third missing you know that third wedge of the tire is is you're not going to uh, roll around very well in your life and so um, I think the enemy takes advantage of these genetic Uh, are these connections and these vulnerabilities that they create to break us because he breaks us at those places of relationship. And these are relationships we're talking about. So the enemy takes advantage of not only these connections, you know, the connection between your body, your soul, and your spirit, but but, but uses them to affect one another. Um, You know, uh, we can go into, we'll go into that a little bit more later. But so when he takes advantage of those connections, he's also using um, what we have discovered uh, uh, the genetic weaknesses, the genetic predispositions that come through our, our DNA, comes through your inheritance. And a lot of times the doctors will say to you, well, is this in your family bloodline? Do you have a history of whatever? And this is, they know that these things are real and that they do come down the bloodlines, these medical histories.
0: Yeah. They see it as hereditary, and uh, we see it as, as generational. I think there, there's a difference there between heredity and generational. Uh, it's not just a matter of terms, but if you look at the whole m- being of man, mm-hmm. right? You, you mentioned uh, uh, the Book of Thessalonians, I believe mm-hmm. First Thessalonians a little bit ago. Uh, First Thessalonians five twenty three it says, "Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you, that set you apart completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body." Be preserved, mm-hmm. blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So so th- that whole component, every every, com- every component, God, Mid- the, when the Bible talks about salvation, it talks about salvation speaks of a wholeness in spirit, soul,
1: and body. Right, sanctification, wholeness, salvation, to create a new man, to bring us back to the divine nature of who we are. So when the enemy takes advantage of these connections and and, and generational uh, weaknesses or dispositions. I say they are like agreements that have been made with previous generations that allow him, justify him, give him opportunity, if you will, to come down and bring these judgments, these demonic judgments upon us, and with that bring dysfunction and destruction and each generation, I believe, is like gets worse and more progressively weak and unhealthy than the ones before it. And also, the environment that we're living in is deteriorating quickly. And so, the, even the soil and the, the nutrients in the, the minerals in the soil, the nutrients in our food, are extremely um, degenerating. And so that even now, uh, it seems like there needs to be some supplementation to what we're eating and ingesting. However, food and nutrients, supplements, uh, quick fixes, they're good for a part of what is needed here, but they're not the solution. The real solution goes deeper down into the soul and into relationships. Um, so, um, the relationships. So the thing is, over being fearful, being stressful, fear, stress, and anxiety come from being spiritually under attack. When our sense of safety or righteousness is called into question, we feel afraid, we feel vulnerable. Um, For example, the questions, am I valuable? Am I valuable? Do I count for anything? Do I matter? Um, Am I worthy of love? I don't deserve love. I'm not treated with love. Therefore, maybe it's my fault. I don't deserve love. Um, When we don't feel safe in many dangers, and many of those dangers are not the predatory type with animals. It's like more the emotional dangers, the the deceptions, the divinations, the difficulties that children are raised in trying to find their way through emotional minefields, if you will. Uh, when we don't feel okay with God, am I okay? Is God mad at me? Am I good enough? Do I have to do more? Am I perfect? i got to be perfect. All these things that struggle we struggle with in our minds, in our relationship. Am I good? Am I holy? All of these questions um, Satan puts to us in one form or another. And then gets us to grapple with them. And as we grapple with righteousness and sin and guilt and holiness and safety and responsibility and whose fault is it, when we start to grapple with these things, then Satan brings us solutions and answers that are contrary and difficult. So... The enemy is using, his tactics are to obscure the truth, the true nature of our identity, who we are in God, where we come from, the origin, the place. And if he can, if he can disconnect you from that truth, who you are because you know where you come from, he can start setting up in you all manner of stress and, and fear and anxiety.
0: And uh, many of these stress, fear, and anxiety... Are consequences of us being out of harmony with our Creator. Um,
1: well, that's exactly what I'm well, saying. Well, the question well, is: the question is, yeah, how do we? How does that get fixed?
0: Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. does? How do we? The the root of it, you know, in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, is that you know, if if you follow my ways, mm-hmm. you're going to be blessed. Mm-hmm. If you reject my ways, all these things are going to come upon you. So, the connection, the getting back into a right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ and walking you know according yeah. to his word this is this is a key factor in in, in right. spiritual physical and uh, mental
1: emotional health yes mm-hmm. it's not that easy though really because satan mm-hmm. has set up all kinds of constrictions he, you know this the concept down here is he saddles us with not a divine nature but he obscures that and he, he saddles us with this sinful human nature idea that, we're, that sits contrary to our divine nature. So we're always in that position where we need to, when a saddle on a horse, for example, doesn't fit right, it causes a rub that causes the horse to be irritated and not to ride easy and well. Our experiences with this kind of rubbing between the spiritual truth of who I am and who Satan says who I am creates friction and irritation and anxiety. Um so this is kind of where it all begins. It begins, like you said, we're body, soul, and spirit. Um, and when one place is out of joint, it affects the others. When our spiritual disposition is contrary to God, we're not being blessed by him, we're not walking in obedience, we're not walking in the commandments. That God is set up not to control us, but to keep us safe when we resist and rebel against those because we think we have a better idea or we don't trust God or we're mad at God or you know, whatever He doesn't exist or whatever lies we believe then we're kind of on our own. We're alone. We're on our own, so to speak.
0: And so we tend to define ourselves by these outward things, right. by the second nature, because uh, that is what is most obvious mm-hmm. in our world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the fear, the well, stress, this, yeah. the conflict, the problems, what do other people the sickness say and about disease, yeah. opinions, uh, you know, brainwashing, you know, the lies of the enemy. We're, for the most part, human beings... Are in that particular yeah. realm, yeah. and the original nature of man, created in the likeness and image of God, and getting back to to operating according to our true nature. That's 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 the the rub. That's the
1: right, right. That's like that's the irritation. The dif- that's the difficulty. fear. The stress because we're feeling that stress. But you know, this is how I see it. Um, it's about relationships. Our relationship with truth our relationship with God, truth and love are in right. When, when when our body is in that place of having a right relationship with truth and love, we experience health. So I see health as like in the shape of a cross. I, I believe truly the Bible indicates very strongly that truth sets us free. We shall know the truth. The truth from the fear frees us from the lie. And I also believe love heals us, heals us from the lack, heals us from loneliness, uh, fear, stress, anxiety. When I'm not alone, when I know I'm loved, when I know God is there, when I'm then I do not have to be afraid. Perfect love casts out fear. So if you look at it this way, the cross kind of illustrates uh, health. And so in, when the law of love is in operation. And by the way, that law means that you owe no man anything except to give him what is rightfully his. When you're giving him what's rightfully his, loving him, uh, treating him like yourself, golden rule kind of thing, then the body is in a place of home. When when it's in a place of homeostasis, there's peace. There's right distribution of goods and services. There's proper functioning of the members. The of the body, and therefore it begins to create a place of safety from which I can live and do higher things, like um go out and preach the gospel or something but but so the so let me kind of give you a couple of definitions here the the I, The idea of homeostasis or balance or equilibrium is really in in the body it 's a proper balance between the functions and the chemical compositions of the fluids. Their ex- and their exchanges in the body. So we need certain chemicals, uh, functions, exchanges. Um, we need to receive uh, nutrients, minerals, that sort of thing. And we need to uh, re- re- remove certain waste products, toxins, poisons, and stuff. So there has to be that, that courteous, kind, loving way of changing and exchanging these. Um, and these equations need to be pretty balanced. And so that's why um, we Sometimes feel weird, out of sorts, not good today, whatever. So when each member of the body is giving to every other member that which they owe them, whether they owe them clean oxygen or pure blood or uh, you know a proper um, carrying of the carbohydrates in and out of the cells... Uh, whenever we're getting that going on and there's love and there's harmony, we have health. So every member of the body is benefiting from every other member. But if one member is falling down on its job, is falling behind, maybe the liver isn't detoxifying you, maybe you're putting too much poison in your body in the first place, then we have trouble. So there, when there's a disruption of the exchange of goods and services, there's a lack. And the lack is what creates stress in and between the organs and their proper functions. So, when prop, when necessary things are withheld, the chemicals, the minerals, the nutrients are withheld. The the body becomes weakened in its functions, and then we have the results are disease, infirmity, disorder, uh, disorders, um, pain, uh, biological dysfunctions, lack. Eventually, we and we go to the doctor, and eventually it can lead to death. So, what does this this uh, uh, health looks like well, it looks like like I said, like a cross. The the vertical beam of the cross is like our relationship with God. It's the, the the vertical beam represents truth. And in the relationship with God, we're talking about authority. We're talking, like you said earlier, about obedience. Um, if you love me, keep my commandments. Obedience. So we're in right relationship with God. All is well in our relationship with God, and we are um, we are submitting, obeying, submitting to the proper authority of the the power of God the Father the Son the Holy Spirit the chain of command then the man the woman the child and so when we're in right relationship we're in, in alignment with the truth then we're upright we're righteous and there's an alignment even in our vertebrae but when the vertebrae the backbone the spinal column is uh, uh, out of alignment <laughs> that's why we go to the chiropractor right um, it, it it's twisted. The nerves get pinched. There's pain in the back. That's what this is. Um, the The spinal column is being rebellious. It's it's not. It's being twisted, and that's what Satan does. He twists the truth. He twists your understanding of things so that it, it becomes um, not rightly and properly aligned with God. We have many versions of God. Many versions of how to stay at peace with God, and they don't work for the most part. So that twisting, that rebellion in the spinal column. It relates to the spirit of witchcraft. Witchcraft is rebellion. So when the alignment is off, the the vertebrae are off. They're in rebellion. They're not sitting properly. Then you'll have re- re- uh, witchcraft, and witchcraft manifests itself many times as back pain. Not always, but I think pretty much always. There's a spirit that's twisted your back. It may be not something you particularly did. It may be something that was done to you. There's, uh, you know, these spirits work in tr- in gangs and with Witchcraft often comes at accidents, assaults, and injuries, so you'll get in a car accident or you'll have a fall, which will start precipitate the event in your life of, uh, you know, and then the the vertebrae are jilted or out of place, and then we have this twisting, and we have this pinching, and we have this pain, but if you'll look back in your bloodline, if you have a lot of back pain, and, and a lot of people do, um, it's, it's not that you're bad, it's not that you're more wicked than someone else, it's that maybe you're carrying a burden that's too heavy, um, Jesus said, my yoke is easy my burden is light. Maybe you come from a generational line where they had to do it all themselves. And this lie behind witchcraft is it's up to me. So when it's up to me, I carry the burden for my life. I carry the the uh, obligations and the responsibilities for my life. That's not what the Bible says to do. So we have that. Then, then we have the horizontal beam, which has to do with harmony uh, and justice. So the hor- horizontal beam is your relationship with others. The vertical is with your relationship with God. The horizontal is like your relationship with other people. And are you in harmony with them? Are you uh, willingly loving them in relationship, uh, giving them what they need? Is there harmony, equilibrium in your relationships? Then it will manifest also in your body when you're living in the place of love. And when there's justice, when there's injustice, for example, in the body. Um, then the members, some of them are deprived of what they need, and they begin to uh, be stressed and distressed. And then they can't perform and do what they're supposed to do. And then we have all kinds of complications that come in. So lo- loving each member of the body, the body's members, knowing their love, they're invaluable, they're important, they're giving and con- contributing what they can, what they're called to give, what they're created to give, creates a balance and an equilibrium, and this creates justice and harmony. So if we're in harmony in relationships with other people, even Hebrews says, live as much as possible and at peace with all men, um, then there, he says, otherwise, your, your relationships with other people are going to create uh, dislocations in your walk. Your knees are going to become uh, troubled. It's, it's like, this is so correct. If, if you have a bad walk, a bad relationship with someone else, Satan will more than likely try to, Affect afflict your knees, your joints, your elbows, your hips, with that friction, with that uh, difficulty, with that irritation, and then it becomes a need for a surgery. So again, does this make sense?
0: Yes. uh, You know the chiropractors call that in the 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 misalignment of the spinal column subluxation. Yeah. Because there's the nerves for every part of your body or in your back. Mm-hmm. You know, in your spine, and if that those nerves are pinched, the mm-hmm. body, uh, say, going to your your the nerve, kidneys, the nerve going uh, to your kidneys, they're they're not getting the nutrients they need. Mm-hmm. But you have to give the body, like you said, the proper nutrients and the proper function. It's a whole. Well, uh, the the Hebrews a, <laughs> the Hebrews call it uh, shalom. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the homeostasis you're talking about, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. the shalom means not just peace, but peace and wholeness and harmony. Contentment, and, well-being. And, the, and then mm-hmm. when we're talking about in the scripture about salvation, this is what we're talking about, the spirit, soul, and body in, 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 in a place harmony. of wholeness. Mm-hmm. But the Love. difficulty mm-hmm. is we're in a place, we live in a place in situations where there is Total chaos and unwholeness and terror or, and fear hostility. dread yep yep mm-hmm. so we're we're to we're to God has called us to live in the midst of this mm-hmm. in wholeness, but everything is just pecking away and nipping away at us mm-hmm. to bring us out of that wholeness
1: well, well going back to your the ice the sublux, subluxation is the pinching like you said it's the pinching of the nerve and the nerve is part of the uh, communication system the neurological systems mm-hmm. the nervous system of the body and it is like the uh, the wiring system mm-hmm. it is what the Lord has laid the in our body right yeah to give uh neurological impulses so they're they're not bringing the nutrients particularly but they're commanding they're giving the commands that cause the muscles the bones the 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 members to know what to do they're giving them a message, and when that's pinched they're not getting the the message they're not getting the information they need to know what to do, so they can begin to atrophy or begin to feel uh, out of the loop, so to speak and so what they need to contribute is not being contributed because they're not communicating one with another Now there are two uh systems in the body. That God has given us for communication, and and with everything God has given us, Satan has tried to kind of hijack the system. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, the two systems are the neurological system and the endocrine system. The endocrine system is the chemical system that sends messages uh, through chemical uh, through the the chemicals, the uh, neurotransmitters, and things that send these messages through the endocrine system. And it's interesting, the endocrine system and the and the electrical system come together, actually work together at the synapses where uh, a chemical is communicated from one, the end of one dendrite, which is a nerve, to uh, across a little channel mm-hmm. of liquid or fluid um, <clears throat> into the other side of the, uh, the nerve. And so these chemicals inside of this pool uh, are waiting to, like little boats, trying to take the information from Uh, dendrite one to dendrite two Mm -hmm. across this little channel and the boats, if they're not there or there's too few boats or too many boats, or they're not, you know, they're not, uh, for example, and then they, they block, they don't receive all of these. uh, So this is how drugs work. They go into this little moat, this little, uh, uh, I don't know, bay area, the flick, the fluid area where there's supposed to be these little boats carrying things back and forth and, and they, uh, they manipulate them. They neural, uh search up, uptakes and and blockers and and all of these things create an artificial or try to create a more optimum, but they're creating more of a in, uh, an invasion. They they mess with it, and they don't mess with it in a very smart and articulate way because we don't really al- always know what those chemicals are doing in our bodies. So you send in a chemical to adjust your serotonin or your dopamine or something and it, it may backfire. And this is why a lot of people get chemical reactions. This is why drugs are not good in many cases because they're not really, you know, some some drugs contain the natural mineral or element that you need and they're helpful. Um, and the, the, But drugs are at best a mixture. They're a mixture of good and bad together. So if you're taking good and bad together, there's always a side effect. So with every drug, there's a side effect. Now, I'm not here to preach drugs today or non- non-drugs. I'm here to show you, we're actually here to show you, how this affects your physical body and how we need to understand to create this place and stay in this place of peace with God and, and homeostasis. So going back to what's, what God has created, God created uh, he created an immune system. He created a learning system he created a general adaptation system. Um, uh, We call that general adaptation system. Um, We know it as, you know, the fight and flight, Um, you know, when something's scary, dangerous, God, uh, our our bodies receive a message from the hypothalamus, which is the interpretive center in the middle of your head. Uh, It says, okay, things are not good out there. Danger, danger, danger. Run, run, run. Get to your positions. Hurry. We're at war. Something could attack us. And so everything in your body then, is like a little fort, goes into its places to man its positions. And so this danger, danger, danger goes through the nervous system as electrical impulses, neurological impulses. And it goes through the chemical system uh, with things like adrenaline, cortisol, histamine to <clears throat> prepare you to survive to prepare you to outrun the polar bear or <laughs> whatever it is.
0: It releases uh, the blood flow into the yeah.
1: limbs, into well, the arms it, and it, legs? It, it, yes also. and no. Yes and no. What it does is it, it does that. It, it, it pulls the blood away from the surface vessels, constricts them, so that yes. there, there's not as much blood going to the surface in case you get cut or clawed or whatever, mm-hmm. that you won't bleed to death as quickly. If indeed. So all the blood is, is drawn in and it goes b- around the organs of the heart, nothing basically is sent to the stomach. So the stomach is kind of not necessary right now because we're out there fighting the polar bear. And so um, so the, the constriction of the vessels, there are there are vasco, vasco dilators and vasco constrictors. Um, <clears throat> and so one will open the vessels, one will close the vessels. And a lot of times in certain things like hypertension or High blood pressure. We have a war between the two. We could talk about that maybe, hopefully, a little bit later. But so they're they're sending these messages, and you're getting. Uh, so your your blood vessels, your, your your heart pumps faster. Your eyes get bigger, dilate, mm-hmm. so you're ready to see better. I think your ears probably perk up too. Um, there's yeah, there's a heightened sense of danger and awareness, and um, the like I said with the stomach not getting its uh, it's it's that can be okay for a a, a couple of hours.
0: Well, how about for a couple of years? <laughs> well,
1: exactly. Years. When the danger is not a polar bear, because polar bears come and go, and they're gone, and then oh yeah, wait, whew, I live, I survived a polar bear. I got a picture here. Look at this. We outlived a polar bear. But but no, when the when the dangers are emotional and subconscious and psychological, and they come through doorways of guilt and responsibility and failure and condemnation. Uh, by the way, guilt is huge, huge when it comes to sickness. Um, then it's uh, then we don't ever we, we never get done being afraid. We never get never go back to homeostasis. We never go back to shalom. We never go back to peace. So there's a lot of things in your physical body that can be manipulated by outside circumstances, and Satan knows that. So he he sends an emotional, and by the way, he can also affect our those chemicals um, because everything's connected and it goes both ways. He can connect the secretion of chemicals, the sense of danger by manipulating your emotions and your thoughts. He can put, that's how he actually mostly does it because he doesn't have tons of polar bears running out there. And, um, we've learned how to live away from polar bears, but he bears, but he, he, he will manipulate your thoughts. Oh man, I should have. Oh man, they're mad at me. Oh man you know, how am I going to get this right? Oh man, it's my fault. Oh man, I've got to, I've got to do this better. I've got to, you know, if they don't, if I don't, they won't like me or love me or I won't be good or great or whatever. So everything is based on behavior. So are in the devil's, you know, in the devil's handbook. And so, um, if he can get my thoughts to be negative, you know, like uh, the Bible says, the opposite. Think on whatsoever things are pure, lovely, honest, just, and of good report. If Satan can get us to think on the negative, he can get us to meditate on those. He can get us to get our mouth to give him words of grumbling or murmuring or negativity. Then he he uses all of the he recycles all that back inside, and it becomes the uh, the thing that begins to uh, compel or energize or de energize us, and and manipulate. So our 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 thoughts, our emotions our hearts are, are great, greatly affected and greatly affect the, the, the sense of well-being in the body. And so we know this well. So if, like, for example, we don't ever go back to homeostasis and it is well with my soul, we, we're always worried about our relationship with God or we're always feeling like we're in trouble or we're always feeling like guilty these mechanisms um, that God has given us to keep us safe the fight flight systems, like they've been, like I said, hijacked and used against us. Um, and so, when they do, like for example, if there's too much of these uh, uh, chemicals, these adrenaline, uh, cortisol, and histamine, and these are the main three, <clears throat> but there are many. If they're released in the system and they're never reabsorbed because you never feel safe again. Um, they create death, deadly. They have deadly effects. So the, the too much of them creates a stress and a pressure on the organs. Like it's like, it's like revving your engine in parked, in your driveway, but put your foot on the gas and rev the engine, uh, for for 24 hours. And what's going to happen? The engine's over going to overheat. These little organs overheat, and they burn out. They make no. They they are destroyed. So. Histamine, adrenaline, cortisol, they are there for good purposes to protect us from an attack. <clears throat> but they also function in our, like in asthma, um, uh, angina, allergic reactions, allergies. They all play a part in those uh, those biological diseases and attacks as well. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I'm thinking about, I was just talking with someone that has a... Um, uh, involved in a a very prominent uh youth ministry in our in our area here and they deal with youth that are in very difficult situations and i said well what's the number one thing that you're dealing with with the kids you know, these days and they said it's hopelessness and i said is it hopelessness she said yes in fact that's the theme of our ministry is to give hope in the midst of uh, yeah Uh, to to give hope so 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 the effect i don't want to jump too far ahead here from what you're saying but it seems like there's a couple of different things what stand out to me is there's a sense of kind of hopelessness that unconsciously or consciously there's a sense yeah yeah, it affects and uh, and then there's another part of it is like escapism
1: yeah <clears throat> how,
0: how do we escape how, how do we escape in order to mm-hmm. just to function to survive
1: mm-hmm. how do we outrun the polar bear how do we find peace how do we find a de- de- definition in the world where it says you're an accident it's very difficult and hopelessness leads often to the the demonic conclusion of well let's just take our life and end it all because it's too crazy and painful so so let's you know going back to the ad- adapting, the general adaptation uh, system and how these messages come from the, the, you know, you see it, you hear it, you feel it, you sense it. It comes in through the, the eye gates, the ear gates, this stimuli, this information. And it's, it's interpreted through your hypothalamus, your hypothalamus then sends the messages through your chemical system, through your um, uh, electrical system. And your body is pulled into a place of, of, of alert or action. And when that action never goes away, when that need for that action never goes away, there's no safety, there's no resolve. And so, the, But the other thing that happens is um, the, the, the uh, autoimmune system. The autoimmune system works uh, with uh, it's, its job. Its job is to keep us healthy, keep us safe from bad things, evil things, dangerous things from within. And the autoimmune system was created by God. To how I say it is to protect you and preserve that which is good and to destroy and get rid of that which is bad, the invaders in your body, the uh, toxins the, the 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 poisons, the antigens uh, the things that the body perceives to be dangerous, and that 's where we get a lot of overreactions where histamines are causing coming to the surface and creating overreactions on the skin, for example. Uh, because you're you're in peer pressure and you're in danger, and then you get the zits, you get the burned, you know the, the skin is not well, and um and or you 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 get um uh, things like uh the, like for example, in if 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 the, it all goes back to spiritual, if you're not at peace with God and you don't know who you are, the devil can easily come in and through the agreements he's made with your generations to come in to set up the same. Uh, dispositions in you and that's called you know we call that genetics we call that like we said earlier history But he's marked the DNA in certain places where you are vulnerable because of the agreements of your generations past. For example, if your people practiced a lot of idolatry and taking matters into their own hands, uh, it's up to me, I've got to take care of myself. There's a lot of anger, there's a lot of uh, fighting, there's a lot of uh, instability that way, or, or, or maybe there's a sexual assault and then there's emotional instability and mental confusion and madness of heart, like it talks about in Deuteronomy 28. Um, 27 and 28 of Deuteronomy tell you, the chapters tell you about the sins and then the results of those sins or the effects biologically. And you can go through that and it looks like a, the doctor's handbook, if you will. Um, uh, there's mental instability, madness, confusion of heart. Could you look that up, 28, 28? I, mean, I just want to read some of those um, uh, symptoms in there. And they're really, we can go through some of them. But what happens when we're in that place of being out of order with God, feeling guilty Guilt is, uh, you know, we're coming into an agreement, our people, our generations past, if they didn't make peace with God, then the sins of the fathers are visited onto the children to the third and fourth generation. These familiar spirits are permitted to visit again in our lives. That's what that means. They're not meant to stay. They're not part of us, but they're visitors who can come and bring with them a lot of trouble. So when we're in that place of Um, being visited by guilt, for example, because we feel like maybe God's mad at us or I deserve to be punished. Or simply enough, we do something bad. We, We sin. We do something we don't like. We do something that goes against our divine nature. So we feel guilty because we're made by God to do that, which is right. And when we sin, we act contrary to our divine nature and it creates an irritation. It creates a problem, a disconnect, a dissonance. And so we want to try to deal with that. But when I feel guilty because I sinned. And God says, when you feel guilty, when you sin, he says, simply do this, confess your sin, repent, change your mind and confess your sin. Tell me what you did wrong. I'll tell you, you know, you got tricked. You, you did this. Yes, you made the choice, but there was someone out there deceiving you to make that choice. And we don't want to seem to give him any credit or blame for anything. We're just protecting his identity, like totally, who is of course the evil one. But so when we feel guilty, what happens is we are coming into a consent a consent with an implication. And Satan uses agreements, and implications are his favorite way to make an agreement, get you to make an agreement. And implications is when I'm guilty, when I feel bad, when I feel guilty, then I deserve to be punished. Now it's interesting, guilt is the root of that. Guilt says I deserve to be punished. And so when I deserve to be punished, um the de- definition of punishment in the dictionary is pain pain penalty and punishment all have the same basic root meaning in the webster's dictionary at least in the older ones i don't know what the modern rewrites look like but so we have pain and so we're agreeing in impl- through an implication i deserve pain and so many people that are going to the neurologists, they're going to these pain clinics, they're going all over the place. They're crazy out of this pain is out of control. And they're all this pain management and all pain management. That doesn't sound very hopeful and positive. No. <laughs> so they're trying to deal with pain in an external way. It's like this Jesus said, make the tree good or make the tree bad. We're like little trees. We're rooted in the ground, and the ground is the, the place, the source of, of our information. It's it's you know is the is the soil good are the nutrients there Um, are the roots receiving truth or are they receiving lies and so we go into this place now now we go to the our tree is failing we're not producing very much fruit or not no fruit at all Uh, our our skin is scaly and scabby our branches are weak and flimsy and of course we're whipped through the wind and around in the weather and, and elements and hail and stuff but. We see that our little tree is not doing well, so we take our little tree to the doctor, and the little and the doctor begins to examine very closely one of the little twigs on the top branch, and he's saying, "Oh yes, it's this, this, and this." Well, you can tell a lot from a twig. You can probably get the whole DNA of the tree if you want to from the twig, and it's going to manifest the same health, you know, uh, issues I'm sure as the main trunk. But the thing is, because it's part of that. But see, just fixing the twig on the top and not dealing with the lie, the spiritual soil that this tree is growing in, uh, and, and allowing um, the spirit of disconnection with God. Guilt is a, a, a stab against your relationship with God. I'm guilty. God, That the fear is, fear comes in, God is mad at me. And if God is mad at me, then I deserve to be punished. And then you read in, in Deuteronomy, um, go ahead. Well,
0: in Deuteronomy, these are the, you know, if, if God is warning Israel that if you don't obey my voice and basically it's like God is not just some you know tyrant that says you got to obey me or else but it just he wants what's best for us and he knows if we disobey we're going to run into these things and and just some of the things that he lists here um, inflammation yeah now almost every disease and sickness has to do with inflammation and you know what inflammation
1: is it's friction in the body. It's a, yeah. it's a swallowing of anger.
0: Inflammation and severe burning fever, mildew. He talks about drought um, in the land. He talks about boils, tumors, mm-hmm. scab and mm-hmm. itch. Mm-hmm.
1: All of these things. Uh, and, 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 Physical uh, and, and talks about manifestations, uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: madness, blindness, confusion of heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, not prospering in your ways, being oppressed and plundered continually. So people and, and talk and gets even about your sons and your daughters. Mm-hmm. Shall be given to another people. Mm-hmm. So
1: all of these are the effects of that relationship breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 the body is the last frontier. I say, if it's going wrong in the spirit world, if something is happening in your body, it went wrong in the spiritual world first. There was some an agreement out there first, and like guilt is out there in the spiritual world. So if I'm guilty, I deserve to be punished. I deserve um, pain, punishment, penalty, and of course that's part of the manifestation. Like you said, the inflammation, the severe burning, the boils, the um, you know, quickly you'll be destroyed uh, because your body cannot live under such adverse circumstances as real, as um, alienation from God. Um, and so we have a lot of uh, these things that we think of. We don't we don't go back to the root source of the problem, and therefore we really don't ever get to the root of the problem. So we have. Can I can I continue with this? That so guilt equals. I, I, if I'm guilty, then I deserve pain. But guilt has two other implications that we come into agreement with. One, is, the second one is, if I'm guilty, I do not deserve good things. Like here, these things, these blessings, are being taken away and do around me because of the sins that they committed in 27, which was they were they were. Um, they were, uh, let's see, where were they? Curse is the one who makes a carved or molded image. Image. They were idolaters. They were an abomination of the Lord. They were the work of their hands. They were worshiping their, their own work, their, their own selves. They're, they were becoming their own gods. They were self-sufficient. Curse is the one who treats his father and mother with contempt. Or uh, the people said amen. Well, we've a lot of dishonoring, a lot of rebellion, a lot of parents who don't deserve to be honored, obviously, but we have a lot of confusion about that then as well. Um, those who cheat, lie, move their neighbor's land market. You know, dishonest. Maybe this happened two, three generations be, before you ever lived, but these crimes, Satan is still aware of them, they're still on the books, uh, and they have never been brought to the court of heaven for you to forgive these people uh, or, and ask for justice, so they're still out there, nobody's confessed them, the sins of the fathers are still with you. And so, and they're working in a particular way to try to give Satan advantage, justifying him to undo you. And God permits it because God does not cheat. God said the rule is whom they yield themselves servants to obey. That's whose servant they become. So if we listen to and are uh, influenced by these lies and these generational agreements then satan uses those to bring more demonic judgments upon us and separates further from God so God feels like we feel like God is mad at us
0: so there is there is a a genuine kind of guilt And i mean if 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 we have in our generations past have practiced these things mm-hmm. there are curses that have come mm-hmm. so there is guilt is there there's a genuine guilt the the bible paul writes in romans about that the whole world may become guilty before God. So, Well, actually, is, there, actually, my,
1: my rendition... Or, or there the, is
0: an actual guilt because of, okay, um, there's an actual guilt, but there's a solution for the guilt, to free us from the guilt. Mm-hmm. And, that's, well, and that's through faith the, in the, the Lord that, Jesus pro, Christ. That verse you were mentioning also
1: says that all will become not just guilty before God, but the other, uh, in, uh, the other interpretation of that is become accountable, held accountable okay. before God. So when you're guilty, that means what, what does guilt say? Guilt's a demon. That's his name. What does he say? He says, I am guilty. What does that mean? I'm guilty because what? I did something wrong. So when right. you're agreeing with guilt, you're agreeing, I did something wrong. Then the implications, okay, if I did something wrong, then I deserve to be punished. I don't deserve good things. That's p- punishment is pu- is pain. Don't deserve good things That's poverty. And the third one is if I did something wrong, I'm bad. So the implications of agreeing with guilt are threefold. I deserve pain, I don't deserve good things, I deserve poverty, and I am bad because if I did something bad, I am bad. Satan is trying to get us all the time to do bad things, make bad choices, and then come up with the conclusion, I'm bad, I deserve to be punished. When he And then just remove Satan from the whole equation. He is the deceiver. God did not remove him from the equation. God punished him first in the garden when we get to that place. But so, because Satan has tricked us into believing I did it, it's my behavior, the rule of this world is you are what you do, it's your being, not it's your behavior, not your being. So he gets us to do things that are very uh, on contrary to our divine nature helps us makes us feel bad and guilty and then he brings that I am bad into the, that becomes a discussion in your immune system. I am bad. Well, she's bad. She's not good. You know, God says you're good, but you also have power to speak over your life. I'm bad. I'm stupid. They don't like me. I'm never going to shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Do not give any more words to Satan to use against you for crying out loud. You got enough stuff against you without you giving him words to use against you. So you hand him arrows and bullets to shoot back at you. It's ridiculous. That's why we don't want to murmur and complain. That's why we don't want to uh, give place to the devil. And how do you give place to the devil? By giving him your words to beat you up and and use against you. Going, going back now to a, your agreement with guilt. I sinned. I did something bad. God says when you sin, confess your sin. Repent, confess your sin. So, and it's good. So, we're done.
0: So there is a place if we have actually violated willfully, we were deceived, we will, willfully violated one of God's principles We are guilty before the Lord, but we come to him and we confess our sin as believers. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so when we come to put our faith in Jesus, the guilty are declared not guilty because we're justified by by faith, by his blood, blood Mm -hmm. that we are uh, then at the place where we are forgiven it, it's forgiven and it's as though we, we have never
1: sinned but you see the thing is um we don't do this correctly eve showed us how to do this we don't do what eve did when 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 she came before the lord dealt she, with the serpent she the serpent no 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 me. eve said she didn't say i didn't do it she right. didn't she but she did say the right thing she the said the serpent, serpent deceived deceive me. me when we go to god with guilt We are absorbing that guilt as something I did. We don't start at the beginning of the equation. We start with, I did bad things. Therefore, I am bad. I deserve to be punished. And God says, "Uh, I can't work with this very well. He says, you know, let's go to the source of this. The devil is the one who needs to be judged here. And you need to repent because you got tricked. You got deceived. Eve said it right. I got deceived. And he didn't say, "Well, that's too bad, honey. You made a bad choice. You need to take responsibility here i can't do I can't work with you with this." He turned right to the serpent and he and he judged him, he cursed him, But see, when Satan can get you to take the guilt that belongs to him, yes, there's guilt, yes, there was a breaking of the law, yes, there was a breaking of the law of love, bottom line there yes, there was fear because that's the opposite of love. You're breaking the law, Yes, yes, and yes, We listened to fear we listened to fear anxiety stress did it ourselves tried to take care of it ourselves because we didn't trust that we were loved that God was there that we were that we were known to him or that we belonged to him or we were precious we believe lies so we take it on ourselves and we feel guilty and then we were, we feel responsible for the sin because we don't want to pass the ba- the blame back onto the devil who we say, well, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't make me do it. I did. Yes, you had a free will to do it, but you were so compelled, so deceived. Even your chemistry in your body was manipulated for, in some situations that quite often to cause you to do something you hate, to, to enter into. The Bible says in um, Romans chapter 6, verse 12, uh, amplified, Paul is saying, Do not let, let not, permit not sin, 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 to rule as king in your mortal short-lived perishable body to make you obey it it in its lusts evil passions and cravings so this we are a kingdom the king of sin that not rule rule as king sin wants to rule as king in your mortal short-lived perishable body to make you make you not suggest but compel, control you, make you to obey it in its less evil passions and cravings. And so, there is a war going on inside of my physical body that manifests manifests in my health, in the the, the 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 level of healthiness. Because if there's peace in the body, if there's goodness in the body, if you know you're loved in the body, if if you're confessing those sins and have a right relationship with God, your body is going to be at peace, and you're going to not feel afraid and stressed and overwhelmed.
0: So you're saying that, that there is repentance, a change of mind, is very important to be
1: to know the to truth. Comp- well, comp- you've got to change your mind if you're believing a lie. You've got to change exactly. your mind to there know the truth,
0: and that's what repentance is. And so, repentance is is a key yeah. factor here.
1: Well, and the changing of the mind comes from the revelation of truth. So yes. the revelation of truth is Jesus Christ. So When Jesus comes to reveal to you the truth of the matter, whatever it is, to that's what has to happen. You have to know the truth and you have to know the lie you're believing. So Jesus shows you the lie. I'm afraid. It's my fault. I'm bad. Um, and, and all this is set up in at the moment of conception. It's set up. And then it works. The Satan begins to set up his programming through the womb, through the birth. And then on we go through the patterns are being set up already by the time you're 6 or 7 years old you're already pretty set up for life as far unless you get some revelation and deliverance Satan is thinking thinking he's got you set up for life so when you come to Jesus it is like an un, it's a deprogramming it's a de you know and a deconstructing of the devil's demonic uh, strongholds against you but going back for just a kind of a wrap up so we realize then that the that our bodies are fearfully wonderfully made that our bodies reflect what's going on in the spiritual, in our spiritual lives, in our emotional lives. Your body is the last frontier. It is the place where you're going to see the tangible negative re, uh, results of, uh, the, of over-secretion of this and under-secretion of that and, and cell impermeability and all kinds of things that we didn't quite get to this time. But we'll get to it. We're coming. you got to understand, we got to build this foundation that our health, Our physical health is based on our spiritual health. Our spiritual health is based on our relationships. Our relationship with God is the vertical beam of this cross. The relationship with others is the horizontal beam. And when we're withholding love, when we're staying mad at people, when we're staying bitter, it opens the door for inflammation, anger, injustice, Um. When when you get angry and things are not fair, there's an injustice. There's always wherever there's anger, there's an injustice. Look for the injustice, and you'll find out where the law of love has been broken. They they lied to me. They betrayed me. They're not being a, rop, a proper parent to me. Um, they're they're being a hypocrite to me. They're saying one thing to me and doing another. Wherever the law of 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 love is broken, there is uh there is that problem of the disharmony in in the body, and that creates a disharmony. I mean, in the soul, and that creates a disarmony in the body. And so things in the body then begin to reflect and withhold and and judge. And so there's inflammation, there's irritations, there's malabsorption, there's, uh, you know, over and the spirits of fear, the spirits of sickness, infirmity, disease, I am bad, therefore I deserve to be, to, your immune system says, I'm confused, I thought you were good, okay, now you're bad. So let's go and eat up the myelin sheath, and we get MS. Why do we get MS well one of the one of the liars, one of the spirits behind it is self rejection i don 't like myself i 'm no good i 'm not good enough i 'm um, uh, bad and so and that 's all the immune system diseases and they take the joy out of life they take the the goodness out of life they take the hope out of life and so your body is beginning to become very depressed and sad and we run to the doctor for a pill to fix something that the pill can never fix, um, but we want to get to the spiritual roots of things so I would say that next time we will continue on with this and get more specific again, even more specific, into what happens um, when there is a um, a cell wall rigidity and and asthma and allergies and um, angina and uh, those various things that that are very frustrating to the body and make your life very painful and difficult. So,
0: Yeah, and and really, you know, Jesus likens the church his church to the body yeah and he that he is the head and we are the
1: another body of Mm -hmm. christ
0: so this this extends to to the the true church of jesus christ if things are out of line Mm -hmm. Mm subluxated there's irritated there's irritation (laughs) there's disease Mm -hmm. there's toxins poisons and and what goes on in our our physical bodies Mm -hmm. is really a picture uh the, the 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 uh, subluxation, the malfunction, mm-hmm. dis- the, the dis- dysfunction, harmony, mm-hmm. all that disunity. It, it, it it's it happens in the in the in the physical realm, the soul realm, the spirit realm, and body, and it happens in, in the, the body, body of, of Christ. Christ, the church, mm-hmm. and in in all it, it extends to all our other relationships as right, well. It's right, right. Picture mm-hmm. of, of what so God wants to bring us into a place of uh, peace, a, a peace mm-hmm. of shalom, of wholeness. Mm -hmm. In the the midst of a world that's just crazy crazy crazy. and and Mm -hmm. tormenting. So,
1: Father God, we just praise you and thank you for health and healing, for bringing us into that place of the revelation of Jesus Christ, where the lies are exposed and the truth is told and our bodies can go back into homeostasis equilibrium shalom 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 and peace (laughs) so father today and this week may we as we think of thanksgiving this time of the year let us instead of murmuring and complaining let's allow only praise rejoicing and thanksgiving to come out of our lives and prayers of praise and petition to you lord god and so we thank you for each one may you give them the discovery reveal to them lord jesus the lies that they're believing and may you bring them health healing and deliverance father in jesus name amen amen i have an emergency what is your location